Hey friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chels is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. Hey there. Wow, what an exciting episode I have for you. This is a two-part series where we are going to dive into this whole last year without alcohol for me. So the first part, which you are listening to right now, this is part one of this two-part series. This is just going to be me. I'm doing a solo show. I just wanted to come on here and really lead with love and share this journey over the last year without alcohol, because that's exactly what it is. It has been a journey and my mission in life right now and what I feel called to more than ever before, especially after all of the amazing goodness, the congratulations, the support, the love, the outpouring that I have received in the last few days just solidifies my mission for me. And that mission is to help women build authentic confidence without the alcohol, without the booze. I believe more than ever that if you are sober curious, if you are listening to this right now, it's because maybe there's a part of you deep down that wants to give no alcohol a try. Maybe not. Maybe you are just here because you love me and you're a fan and you're just showing up for support. And for that, I am grateful as well. But I just have to share my mission again. And that is to help sober, curious women and men too. Men, if you're listening, I'm not excluding you. But as a woman, I can speak from a woman's perspective. I want to help you build that authentic confidence that only comes from putting yourself first and from loving yourself deeply and doing it without the alcohol and knowing that you can live life without alcohol as well. I am living proof of it. I have just celebrated one year. And so this is going to be my perspective on this last year for this first part series. And then y'all strap in because part two of this series, I am interviewing my best friend, my life partner, the love of my life, my husband, Ronnie Holden. And I cannot wait to get him on the mic. I seriously, for one, he's just got this amazing voice and he uses his words in a way that just blows me away all of the time. So I can't wait for you to hear from him as well. I am so excited to get on here and to share this podcast with him and to have a space so that you can see his perspective from this last year as well. I think that a lot of times, you know, we can follow people 
on Instagram and we get one side of the story, but Ronnie is my other half and he is the other side to this story too. And he is a lot of the reason why I even decided to quit drinking in the first place, which I'll get into in this part one, but I want to hear what it's done for him. And I want you to hear that too. And, and plus I just know you're going to love him as much as I do. And so what I've done, just so you're aware, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I highly encourage you to go do that. Now you can find me at the Chelsea Holden. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-H-O-L-D-E-N is how you spell my last name. Go find me, give me a follow, or just shoot me a DM. If you've already following too many people, I get it. Don't I completely understand that. Don't feel pressured to. But what I want you to do is on Instagram, I want you to send me in any questions that you have for either myself or for my husband, Ronnie, and it can pertain to this no alcohol journey. It can pertain to being sober curious. You can ask questions about anything. Maybe, maybe you want to know how we met. Maybe you want to know what we do for a living, whatever. I don't even care. I, I just want to engage you, my listeners, fully. And the best way I know how to do that is for you to go onto Instagram to shoot me a DM with whatever questions you'd like answered. And I'm going to ask them in next week's episode in part two. So send me all of the goodness, all of the questions in the DMs, like I said already, and I am going to keep this anonymous. So if you are feeling called, if there's something inside of you that is sober curious. If there's something inside of you that feels like maybe you need to try to give up alcohol and maybe you're just too scared to even ask the question, do so. Take this as your permission to ask those questions now because I want to answer them and I don't want to leave any stone unturned when it comes to this. Okay. So at the Chelsea Holden, go on there, shoot me your questions, um, or just anything you'd like me to talk about or anything you'd like Ronnie to talk about as well. I cannot wait for that interview. So without further ado, I do want to get into today's show and really, I just, I just have to start here. I, we went to, to church this morning. We're up in Wichita Falls. We are taking care of family. So my father-in-law had hip replacement surgery. He is doing fabulous. Thank you for everybody who has reached out um, with questions or just to check in on that. He is doing so good and we are up here to help out. So my sister-in-law is handicapped. She takes full-time care and after losing our mother, well, Ronnie's mother, dad has had to take on this whole new role as Shelly's sole care provider, right? So of course, with the surgery, we're up here to help and facilitate in whatever way we can with him. Plus, it's just such a great time to spend some downtime with family and to reflect. And I honestly, God's timing is so divine. There, There's just nothing like it. So we're up here. It's been a nice slowdown for us. Work has come to a perfect slowdown for me as well as for Ronnie. So we're able and blessed enough to be able to take a couple weeks off to pour into our family right now. But with that, um, there's one life church up here in Wichita Falls that we like to go to on Sundays when we're here. And we went to service this morning 
and the leader's up there and he's giving the message. And all of a sudden, you know, I felt fully present in that moment. And it was such a good feeling. And he's, he's up there and he's talking and he says this and he says, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to go here today, but I'm feeling called to, to share this. And he started talking about how we need to rejoice with others in, in their glory, as well as suffer with others in their pain. So in the message, he said, I'm feeling called to deliver this. Sometimes that rejoicing is hard. And especially when it comes to knowing you want to have a child of your own and seeing your friends get pregnant or seeing others get pregnant or have babies and all of that stuff. I can't tell you how both Ronnie and I felt that message came directly for us. I'm sitting there in the pew. Actually, it's a chair. It's not really like the old school pew, but I'm sitting there and Chase, the leader that was up there giving the message today, says this and instantly it was like God just smiling down and saying, I got you. I got you both. So rejoice in others' happiness when you can. And that message also rings true because I have felt over the last few days, June 12th was my one year, no alcohol, actually 366 days since we're in a leap year. And I'm grateful for that extra day. I needed that extra day. But the outpouring of people and support that came in and is still rolling in from people, from strangers, from people that have been following me silently, from my silent cheerleaders to best friends and from friends that I haven't even talked to in a while that have just reached out to congratulate me and to pour love over me. I have never felt more supported and loved and for my friends and y'all, my family, to come on and rejoice in my happiness right now. And know that all of this, I give all the glory to God. And I couldn't do it without him. And I couldn't do it without y'all. So I just want to say how grateful I am and how my cup is so unbelievably full right now that it is just spilling out in ways that you can't even imagine. But it wasn't always like that, right? <laughs> so I know I've, I've talked about why I quit drinking several times on this podcast. And again, it's because I feel like I am being guided fully to share this message and share this testimony with you. I was scared to give up alcohol. I had tried over and over again to do it, but I kept falling back. I kept repeating these terrible patterns over and over again. And I was scared because there was a change. I was fearful because I didn't know if I'd like myself without it. I already knew I didn't like myself on it, but for whatever reason, this lie kept playing in my head that it wasn't going to be fun that it was going to be so hard. 
you know, maybe I'd lose friends, that my life was just going to change, you know, what would it do to my relationship with my husband even? All these fears kept playing in my head in the past. But it wasn't until I don't know what shifted. Gosh, I wish I could pinpoint it. I really do. But I didn't hit a rock bottom like a lot of people do. I think I was already kind of coasting on the bottom for the most part. Other areas of my life were great, you know, and from an outsider's perspective, maybe I had the perfect life. Who knows? I had so much going for me, that's for sure. And it wasn't until I started going back and and reading my journal entries where I really started to pick apart the pattern and the repeats of the shame, of the guilt, of the anxiety that I was feeling, of the remorse, of here's another fight I had. Oh God, what did I do now? You know, I'm so over this. Like all of this bullshit that I just, I'd write about. And thank God I would. Thank the Lord that I had enough awareness to start journaling several years back. Now I'll tell you what, if you don't journal, this is one thing you should do for yourself. It's amazing what you will discover about yourself when you let yourself write. Free flow write, set a timer, whatever it takes, just put pen to paper and just get it out. Do a brain dump, whatever you're feeling called to do. And every day is different for me. But this is one tool that has helped me. And this is the one thing I can pinpoint that has helped me stay on this no alcohol journey. And that is the journaling. Because through that, I was able to pick apart the pattern. I was able to see the state I was in, in that game, in that, in that guilt, in that shame, in that anxiousness, and that fear. I was able to go back and reflect on it and do it time and time again. And what it did for me was it allowed me to see who I was and what no longer was serving me. And so I decided to stop drinking. And even now, even today, I still go back and look at those old journal entries because it helps me see that that girl is not the best version of myself. And I'm not mad at her, and I'm not upset with her, but honestly, more so, I forgive her. I forgive my past self for the decisions that I made because I was not yet aware. And now I have so much more clarity because I've decided to put myself first. And when a lot of people hear that, they think that it's selfish. And I'm going to stop you right there. If this is a thought that you've had, that is a limiting belief, my friend. That is a lie. Putting yourself first means that you fill your cup before you try to fill anybody else's. Because I'll tell you what, you cannot pour from an empty vessel. You can't. It's not possible. You can grow resentment for anybody else that you're having to pour into when you are not full of love yourself. 
And putting yourself first can look like many different things. And I've shared what it looks like for me. So some of those ideas I'll share again, you know, waking up early, a morning routine is crucial to my growth. But journaling, reading, listening to podcasts, working out, eating healthy, do that Do the things that fuel your soul. Do the things that make you come alive. It's a hobby maybe for you. Maybe you like to sing. Maybe you like to dance. Maybe you like to walk your dogs. You know, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, whatever lights a fire under you or gets you excited or gets you creative, that's what you need to pour into before you start trying to pour into others. You know, there's that old saying that you can't love anybody until you love yourself first. And as many times as I heard that in the past, it resonates so true and rings so true for me now because I know that that is how I'm able to keep going. And it's not a one and done. And it's simple, but it's not easy. It takes intention every single day to do something for yourself. And it's not selfish. So get that shit out of your head if that's what you're feeling. It's selfish not to. And I'll be bold enough to say that right now. It is selfish to not put yourself first. Because then you are not showing up as the best version of yourself for anyone else. If you're married, if you're in a relationship, if you take care of somebody, even if you're an employee... If you're not showing up for yourself, you're not putting your best foot forward and therefore you're lacking in all those other areas and all those other relationships. This past year has had many different turns, right? And especially given the state of our world right now, there's so much more added to that. This past year, I've my emotions have definitely come to the forefront. And that's what alcohol did for me was it hid my emotions, I think, or exacerbated them to an ugly point. (laughs) I would feel cool and calm and collected, you know, maybe even having a really great day and then have a drink to celebrate and one drink turns into two, which turns into 20 maybe not that much, but you know, uh, on a given time, it very well could have been that much. And not all the time, but I'd say 80% of the time I would black out and not remember. There have been times where I was a just crying all over the place because I couldn't control my emotions. And again, seeming like my life is pretty perfect. What do I even have to be upset about? You know, I would pick fights with my husband, which was bullshit. (laughs) No reason to. I've embarrassed myself countless times. I don't even know. I mean, gosh, I, I could probably go through a long laundry list of just the stupid crap I did while I was drinking or drunk. One of the worst ones is getting behind the wheel, right? Thankfully, I never hurt anybody. And I'm glad that I decided to quit when I did. 
I'm glad I decided to quit before I hit rock bottom. And really, I, I quit because I wanted to see if I could fucking do it, right? I was so tired of starting and stopping. I was so tired of talking about doing stuff and then never taking action on it. My God, how long have I lived my life and done that shit? Said, oh, I'm going to do this or have a great idea for something else and then never fully execute on it. That's a waste. It was a waste. But when I decided to commit to myself, to commit to my health, I gave up drinking and I did it for 30 days. I made a promise to myself. I made a power promise to myself to give up alcohol for 30 days and I did it. And then I repeated that promise. The thing is, is I didn't want to put a time limit on it. And what's interesting is when you decide to quit drinking after you've been a drinker for so long, and that's how you socialize. And this is probably a fear for a lot of you. I know it was for me. Is that what are people going to think and say? And maybe you've heard this before, but it's worth repeating. Who gives a shit, first of all? It's not any of your business what anybody else thinks of you. That's their problem. That is their issue. That is their dealing with their own self. Because if somebody has something negative to say about you, it's because you are reflecting something in them that they haven't yet had the courage to change or to bring up or to really look at. But this fear was, right, like you've been a drinker for so long and, and it, it'll happen. Uh, it's most, most guaranteed to happen is that the next time you're out with your friends and you don't order a beer or a margarita or whatever the case may be for you, people are like, what's wrong? What's the matter? And if you're a woman, are you pregnant? <laughs> that one was always difficult for me. And I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know... Like, first of all, why are you questioning this? Why as a society do we question others when they are making a choice for their health to not drink? There's something wrong there, in my opinion. Someone's deciding to not drink, cheer them on. Someone decides to give up smoking, cheer them on. But instead what happens is people question it. And I think the deeper part is because they're not confident that they can do that. And so they're looking at you like you're the weird one, right? But I will say, if you stick with it, it gets easier. Something I noticed over this last year was when we would go out, you know, Ronnie would still have some drinks, but if we were out with somebody new, you know, people were ordering drinks or get Chelsea something. And I remember Ronnie the first time I heard it was just like, oh, my wife, my wife doesn't drink. And it took me back. It took me aback, I guess I should say. And was just like, wow, I, I don't drink. I don't drink. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing coming from my husband's mouth. And for him to say it with so much conviction only added to the confidence in me that no, I don't drink. I am a non-drinker. And you know how good that feels? Holy shit. It feels amazing. 
So in the beginning of this, you know, I was, I shared with you the message that I feel I received directly from God today through Chase at One Life Church here in Wichita Falls about the rejoicing in others' successes and their gloriousness, and especially when it comes to babies. Ronnie and I have been trying to get pregnant for a while, and I think that there's more we could do to be a little more deliberate with trying. But aside from that, we haven't. And having a baby is something, God, that I've yearned for since I can remember. I've always loved kids and babies. And, you know, even since I was little, there's a picture of me just holding little baby dolls. And then I would babysit since a very young age, you know, being a mother was something that I knew and still hold on to. I'm meant to be one. So the drinking wasn't lending to that, right? I would hear these excuses and I would tell them to myself all the time. Well, Chelsea, so many people get pregnant while they're drinking. Look at how many people get pregnant by accident because they've went out drinking or whatever. And that's true for them. But whatever God's plan is for me and for us and to have a child of our own, I'm still not sure. But what I do know is that by me choosing to put myself first and to give up alcohol can only help our situation with getting pregnant. So there's so much emotion tied up to that. But from once where it was a place of sorrow, it's more of a place of hope for me now. I know I'm doing everything I can right now, today, in this moment, to put my best foot forward when it comes to having a child of my own. And I can stand strong in that faith. And I know that the desires of my heart were put there by spirit and that he delivers on his promises. So back to this emotion too, you know, I I know I talked a little bit about how when I was drinking, that my emotions were just kind of all over the place. And I want to say that emotions are always going to be there. I will get sad I will get happy, I'll get angry, frustrated, the gamut of emotions. And I can run through the gamut of emotions in a single day. But now, with a clear mind, without the alcohol's added layer on top of that, I'm able to check myself quicker. I'm able to come back quicker than I ever have before. So if I have a moment of sadness, that's all it is, is a moment. Or maybe if there's something really heavy going on in my life, which there has been in the last few weeks with, you know, everything in our world, with Black Lives Matter, with my family and family dynamics that are happening on both sides of my family right now, the old me would have drowned all that out with alcohol. And would have pushed down all those emotions with alcohol. And they would have come out sideways and exploded and not 
been pretty because that's that was my pattern. That's what would happen. And maybe that resonates with you. But now when these emotions come up, I'm able to recognize it. I'm able to allow myself to feel whatever it is I need to feel in that time. And then I forgive myself and I move on. And I remember that this is just a moment that this emotion will pass and that it's not permanent and that I can choose again. I can choose a better emotion. I may not go from zero to 60 on the emotional scale, but I can choose a better feeling emotion each moment by moment. And again, that's something that is simple, but not easy to do. And it takes work. But I'll tell you what, this work that I'm talking about is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. Ever. This past year, I have learned so much about myself. I've learned how strong I am and really feel that people can tell you things all the time. You know, I've, I've been called strong before, especially 2017 when we lost our house and my mother-in-law and my father and my sister was diagnosed with cancer and then lost a grandfather right after that. Like even after one of the hardest years of my life, I haven't really felt strong until recently. I've learned that I'm brave and that it definitely takes courage to do something outside of the norm. Drinking is so normalized in our society and in the world. It is how we celebrate. It is how we socialize. It is how we get through problems. It is how we numb. It's just there. And it's so normal that we don't think otherwise. We don't think of life without it for the majority of us. And to go against that, to go against the grain, to walk on a different path than what most everybody else is doing takes courage. And I took that step. And it's so fucking rewarding. So I've learned that I'm strong, confident, brave. I've learned more and more how to put myself first. I've learned how to speak my truth more. I've learned how to take risks. I've learned how to take action. I've learned how to follow through with what I say I'm going to do. And aside from everything I've learned about myself, I know that if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. I think one of the hardest things with this, it's like having a secret code to advance to the next level in your life. And you just, you can tell people all about it. You can give them the code. You can give them all the tricks. And 
I just, I share my story because I know how much better it is on this side. And as good as I feel, I want everybody I know to feel this good too. But as much as we can give away the secrets and everything and share and share and share, I can't make anybody do it. And that's difficult. That's something that I have been working through is knowing that this is my journey. It's not anybody else's journey. You are the captain of your ship. And we can hear all the things, you know, and not even with alcohol, right? Like with weight loss, with your health in general, with anything in your life that may seem difficult to do, you can have all the answers for it. You can know exactly what you need to do, but it's up to you to take the step in that direction to get it done. And it's difficult for me to watch others suffer, to see others with a hangover, to see others doubting on themselves, You know, I I can see so much more clearly when people are intoxicated and maybe the choices that they're making, you can see the sadness in their eyes. This isn't for everybody, but this is just from what I've observed. And I'm not judging here. This is just reporting to give you the full effect. Like I can see from such an outside perspective the way others act when they're drunk or when they've had a few. And it does a few things. The first one is my heart goes out to them. And I wish I could just grab them and shake them and be like, dude, you don't even need this. Like there's such a better way. Like you can feel so fucking good if you just tried it. And I seriously just want to shake everybody and just say, just try it. Just give it a try and see what it does for you. If you don't like it, fine. Screw me. Unfollow me. Whatever you want to do. How do you even know if you don't even try? And the second thing it does is it only validates my choice and makes me remember that is why I still don't drink. That is why I will continue to not drink because I don't want to put myself or my family or anybody else in harm's way because I want to feel the best I can. I want my health to be the best that it can be so I can show up for my life. This past year, I have shown the fuck up for my life every day. And I will continue to show up every day. I'm not stopping. I am not stopping. I'm going to keep going forward. I want to be the encouragement for you again if this is something that has been just kind of knocking at the door. If it's something that has been there and if you've got this little seed planted that maybe, just maybe I want to give this a shot please reach out to me. I'm a resource. I don't claim to have all the answers. I know what's worked for me. 
And all I can do is share with you what's worked for me, my story, be your cheerleader, send you words of encouragement, pour out as much love as I have possible onto you and to tell you, you can do it because I believe you can. Oh my God. I believe whole freaking heartedly that you can. Y'all, we are powerful. We are powerful. We were created in God's image. God is powerful. Hello. We have his spirit within us. Do you know what we're capable of doing? You can do anything you set your mind to. I'm not saying that to be cliche, but my God, because I know it's true. This past year has been amazing, and I want everybody to feel the high that I feel. Oh, I feel like there's so much more I could say. I feel like I've probably said a lot already though on this episode here and I just I just want to say thank you again like truly y'all know how to make a girl feel really special that's for sure I am a words of affirmation person so anytime I get a dm or you know just an emoji or a comment it goes straight to my heart And I appreciate you. I appreciate every single one of you that has taken the time to send me some love. And even if you haven't taken the time to do it verbally, I feel it with just knowing that you're there watching. I cannot wait. I hope you are excited. I hope you get excited for part two where we're talking to my husband, Ronnie, I'm just so excited to have him on the show. I've been trying to get him on the show for a while, but like I said in the beginning of this, God's timing is so perfect. It is so freaking perfect. And there honestly probably isn't a better time than this week while we're here with family after just celebrating my one year to to bring him on the show. And he's doing some amazing work himself, and I can't wait to just talk about all the things. It's going to be great. So as I said in the beginning... If you have any questions for me, if you have any questions for Ronnie, I will keep them anonymous. Please reach out to me on Instagram at the Chelsea Holden and just shoot me a DM with it. And because I'm a words of affirmation girl, if you want to send me some love, please give me a five-star review on the podcast and leave me a little message that would be uh, received with so much, so much love. Again, I'm grateful. Thanks for chiming into part one. Be sure to subscribe so you can listen to part two immediately when it airs next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Sending you all the love and light from my heart to yours. Adios. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chels. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.